who here has been absolutely exhausted lately? Uh, definitely me for sure. I mean, I'm never not exhausted. Now, do you think it's because you're using your body a ton and you're physically exhausted? Or is it because your brain hasn't stopped for a break since before you can remember? Okay, I feel like we might be digging into a bigger topic today. Oh, for sure we are. So let's talk about mental task loads, ladies. First of all, we are super excited to have all three of us back on the mic today. Welcome back, Emily. We missed you. I am so happy to be back. I missed y'all a ton. And with that being said, it has been the second time this year with a stomach bug. And I think I've done my time. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we had it before you. Actually, Jordan led the pack. First. Yeah, yeah, it was a domino effect. So honestly, when you texted us that you had the stomach bug, I was like, finally. <laughs> Thanks. It, it was... She completed the circle. Anyways. We are jumping into the proverbial deep end today and talking about mental task loads. And mental task loads for the average person can be super overwhelming at various moments. But for moms, wives, caregivers, I feel like they face this mountainous, unspoken load all day, every day, and it's Herculean to turn off. Yes. And I don't know about y'all, but here lately, I've really been struggling to remember things, trying to figure out how to balance things, and staying connected and present in the moment. And I think we all struggle with that, and it feels like it comes in cycles. Sometimes we feel like we are really on top of everything, and then other days it's hard to even remember to even eat. Your mental task load is something that you can really take down a few notches, and if you don't know how to manage it, it's so hard. Yeah, we touched on some of these things briefly in our Mom Brains episode, and if you're just now joining us, I would highly recommend that you start from that episode and pick back up here because it'll give you a little more insight into who we are and what our family dynamics are what we're each building and that being said today we want to talk about the toll that the mental task load takes and today we're specifically referencing how it affects moms and for reference and a great reading recommendation we're pulling a lot of our info opinions from the book fair play which addresses this topic and more and, you know, what you listeners obviously don't know is the planning portion of these episodes. And in the, the process of this episode, all three of us admitted in our group chat that we are each in a season where we feel like we are facing Mount Everest. So in this episode, we wanted to hold true to what we promised you guys and what we've been saying all along and put it all on the table. So why don't we start by talking about what it feels like for each of us personally to be in a season of overwhelm? I think dejected. Yeah. Uh, monotonous. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you guys know um, we're in the process of moving to a new place. And while we're excited, the more boxes that we pack up, the more agitated I become. And part of that I know is just because it's summer. And while I'm sure it's enjoyable in other states, we live in the south, like deep south. The cicadas are screaming from sunrise through midnight. I sunburn walking through the parking lot, and I sweat looking out the window. So, you know, (laughs) I miss being outside. My kids miss having the outside time. And right now we're stuck indoors in a half-pack clutter fest, and it just makes me the worst. (laughs) I've been getting stuck in my head, just making lists, checking things off, deciding 
what's for dinner, remembering that the wall behind the washer needs to be wiped down, oh, the toilet paper needs to be restocked, my favorite pen fell behind the left bookshelf on the very back right by the old Jerio I should probably vacuum up, you know. Yeah, I, I enjoy that you know exactly what's surrounding that pin. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you right now, there is a bobby pin on the floor of our bathroom, right next to the bath mat, almost on the tile, like the grout line. But I'm not, I'm not going to go pick it up. Yeah, you're going to look at it and be like, what's up? And keep going. Luckily, like, you guys know this too, but when I'm at my worst, Nick is just a rock and can really pull that 80 when I'm at 20 and gives me that fresh perspective when I need it. Definitely. So lately I've been just feeling super overstimulated with everything going on around me. I have had a lot of exciting moving pieces going on at work, but still a lot. My house isn't as put together as I like it and clutter or things that are on the counter in general just make me super anxious. I personally haven't had a solid meal all week, which is rare because as I mentioned in the previous episode, I meal plan. So I've been making dinner for everyone else in my house but myself Um, but quite honestly I have had no appetite and really no motivation I'm just exhausted I'm so sorry to interrupt you but are you make like are you making it and just not eating or you're just making it for them and then working on other things I make it for them and then maybe I like snack okay so you're I'm assuming you're talking about you're making a general family meal but then you personally are like I'm don't want that exactly I can relate. Exactly. Because, like, by the time you're done cooking and you're, well, you're prepping, then you're cooking, and then after you make it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to eat this anymore. I'm tired. I'm looking so, at what makes it to the table. I just eat it while I'm cooking it. Yeah. Well, I just have been snacking, and cottage cheese right now is life. Okay. <laughs> later after this episode, we're talking about cottage cheese ice cream because you need to see that. Well, okay. Well, I'm in for that. Um, so, just in general, it's just been quite crazy at my house but like you cat i mean we all have amazing husbands but i'm grateful and aqua has been picking up the other you know percent of what i'm lacking right now because he knows i'm just drained so when he gets home he's been taking care of baker playing with him getting him ready for bedtime you know the drill um which has been really amazing and just a, a weight lifted off of me honestly but as i mentioned we all are extremely lucky to have the husbands we we do have because they are able to pick up on when we aren't having our best day or just need a break. Mm-hmm. I agree. We, I mean, we, we brag on them a lot, but it's because they've absolutely earned it. Um, and so right now, for me, I just feel very lonely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it it's that's not to say that, you know, my husband isn't right there because he absolutely is. But when I get into one of these seasons, it feels very much like I put in the work at work and then I clock out. I drive. It takes me three minutes to get home. I get home and then I clock right back in and Mm -hmm. there's no break. There's no let me put my stuff down and and breathe for a second. It's straight into, okay. there's dishes to be done. There's laundry to be done. And I can have a really good day at work or a really productive day that should give me like a little a little bump of energy but I'm still exhausted because my brain just won't ever stop. And I don't know about y'all, but like I feel the responsibility to make sure that the list of things that make the house run get done. Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fully aware. And I know that those things can wait. Dishes will still be there in the morning. Laundry will still be there. But Will and I both work in a field where most of the time you have to wash the clothes that you wore that day. 
So if you need them the next day, and I'm realizing in this moment, like I don't have the clothes that I need for tomorrow because I have to work tomorrow. Um, and so like just even that, a, a little, little bump of anxiety. Um, but I, I do also recognize, and I think that all three of us are pretty guilty of this at times. I think women in general are. I'm not great at asking for help or mm-hmm. verbalizing what I need. Ever. No. And in my head, I'm like, it's the same thing every day. The same things need to get done every day. And I have to be careful because Will does a lot. And sometimes it, I get so caught up in it that I overlook what he does. Um, for example, he cooks almost every night because he's home. Um, and so he can start the drill and um, like the nighttime routine. And then he puts dinner away. But in my head, when I'm on that spiral, I'm like, well, he can't even help me do the dishes or he's not helping with laundry or this house is an absolute wreck and he's not doing anything. And that's not true. I'm just so caught up in I'm overwhelmed. I am touched out. Um, and then I have like this realization of like, why am I mad? Why am I just not telling him, hey, I, I'm, I'm really overstimulated right now. I could use help here or here. But, you know, the list goes on. Um, and usually getting out of that rut includes a very deep clean of the house, almost like hitting a reset button. I mean, I deep clean when I'm mad, so I 100% get that. So Rage cleans are more yeah. effective than... Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. Especially when somebody tells me they're coming over last minute. I'm like, well, I got to do a week's worth of cleaning in 10 minutes, so... Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have to do to hit, like, a reset button? Uh, I make a lot of lists. I write out plans um, because I feel like if I have a plan, I can make a plan for the plan. Um, and then I f- kind of get back on track. Um, or sometimes I just kind of take a moment with some mindless TV um, or writing down some outlines or something for for this. Uh, but that's my personal thing. What about the two of you? I mean, first, I usually start with a good cry. And uh, I get a snack because who knows when the last time I ate was. My blood sugar is really low. My hands are probably shaking, you know, screaming, hey. Hey, you need to eat. I think you're hungry. Um, And then I talk to my husband until we're on the same page again. And most of the time I find that I've been holding things in for too long or glossing over them. And they all end up coming out at this point. And for me, it really helps to have just a detox time. Yeah, and I like to remind myself to take one thing at a time, Um, and then I just normally talk to my husband, who is definitely my rock, but he just reminds me to just one thing at a time, just mark it off your list, but I normally just take some time for myself, whether that be turning on some trash reality TV show, uh, listening to crime podcasts, reading a book, or just zoning out and just doing some retail therapy. That's typically what I do, and along with making a list of all the things I need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I know Emily likes to make lists. Are you a list person too? I used to be, and I'll make lists now, but I don't use them to get anything done. I just use them to get whatever's in my head out. So do you, Emily, mm-hmm. or and did you, Kat, write down the things you've already done just so you can cross yes. them out? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Great. I'm not crazy. Absolutely. Beautiful. Like, I go down the list of, so I write down all the rooms in my house, everything I need to do in that room. Thank you. You you categorize. Yeah, of course yeah, I do. That's what I do. I yeah. categorize by like subject instead of by room. Oh, I do room. Oh. I do room because going back to like what I said, you know, one thing at a time, 
I focus on one room at a time. Yeah, so do I. So then... I hate going back and forth mm-hmm. to other places of the house. But then I feel I feel like more accomplished because I'm like, yes, I cleaned the bathroom in my room. Mm-hmm. And then one I'm on to the next one. Done. I usually... Yeah, no, I bounce around way too much. But yeah, I do subjects. So like all the laundry. So I go through and collect all of the laundry and get that started. And then go through and do a, a sweep of all of the bottles that okay. are laying in every single I know the bottles are endless, but laundry, I do do that one because if I'm starting a load, I need to know that I have all the clothes in one room. Yeah. Cause if I go through after I've, I've folded it and I'm actually putting it up for the first time in yeah. months yeah, and I find a single baby sock, it, it will be the undoing. Mm-hmm. You guys need the hamper. I have it. It already separates. Like, I have, like, one of those hampers that rolls, oh, mm-hmm. and it separates, has three different categories. Obviously, Baker has his own mm-hmm. hamper in his room, but it separates because you guys, I think I mentioned it, I um, I separate a lot of things, so. I'm horrible. I separate Will's work clothes from, like, our clothes, but me and Grace's, typically, it, it goes in together. The only things I separate are whites and towels, and everything else gets washed together. I do, like, five separate loads. You are much more organized than I am. I think it's just more OCD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, has there actually, has there ever been a time where you feel like you cannot get out of that, that, um, or you can't get over that mountain or that out of that rut, no matter what you do? I mean, for me, kind of, I, not lately as an adult, having been through therapy and a bunch of <laughs> calming techniques and life experience but the last time I was in one of those ruts you know I was probably 21 ish fresh on my own and ended up in rehab because of it but you know you got to go through things that make us who we are now so yeah absolutely absolutely um I honestly can say I don't think I have and I don't feel like I have but there has definitely been times where I've felt that way in the moment um but was able to overcome that feeling and it was never for, like, an extended period of time. It was maybe for, like, an afternoon or a day. But yeah. at that moment, I was dwelling heavy into it. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Uh, so, yes and no. Like, I think I think you're dead on. I think that in the moment, I'm like, I'm never going to get out of this. I cannot shake this. And then when I'm out of it, I was like, oh, yeah. I I can do this. I am uh, I am going to boss up and do it. It's like... Have y'all seen that meme that's like, are you going to cry or are you going to boss up? And it's like, first both. of all, I'm going to do both. Yeah. Oh, Me, I've been posting that since like freshman year of high school. Yep. Yep. So beyond the frustration, how else does the large mental task load that we each are carrying affect y'all? For example, for me, I tend to honestly just shut down. Um, I push things off that I would normally get done right away. And while I push them off and I'm sitting there dwelling and making lists about everything, that I need to accomplish. It's just, I'm tuned out. What about y'all? So for me, like I have a hard time disconnecting in general and focusing on one thing. So then when I get into that mental task load overwhelm, everything bleeds together. I'm not sleeping well because either I'm trying to get my brain to stop. So I'm binge watching a TV show that I found on TikTok that led me to YouTube and all of those things, or I'm wide awake at 3 a.m. because I forgot to do something at work, and now I have to plan out my day at 3 a.m. 
uh, or I just like, I, and then I don't, because I don't sleep well, I'm frustrated and I wake up that way. And so it just kind of all bleeds together and it's just not a good time. Yeah, I get that. Um, honestly for me, it's hard for me to admit this, especially knowing that my husband's going to listen to this episode, but since I don't ask for help, eventually I just get to this point with the mental task load that's like, I don't even know what needs to get done. And then I just, when I go into these detox moments, it's like, blah, 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 blah. It's a million things all coming out. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that one. Yep. Probably should have asked about this a long time ago. And then after all that, I'm just sitting there mad at myself. I, I don't know that I get mad at myself. Like I, I kind of like, boss up and get over it but I don't think I get mad at myself in those moments like once I'm getting past it in the in the trenches oh I'm pissed yeah, yeah. I am breathing yeah. fire in it's, the trenches I'm like so frustrated like what is wrong with me like I need to get yeah. over this like I need to buck up and get my stuff done yeah. yeah exactly I think just to clarify I'm I'm talking like I'm mad in the trenches but then when I come out and I'm mad at myself it's more because some of the coping mechanisms that I've learned are to like recognize some traits that you have that maybe you'd like to improve upon. And one that I'm constantly working on is to verbalize one, what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and two, what I need. Oh, that made me uncomfortable. It's very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about having to have that conversation with William of like, okay, I need, x y and z my palms yeah. are sweating yeah yeah i'm not good at that because at all it makes you feel almost like guilty for uh, my palms are sweating Mine too. <laughs> it makes you feel guilty for for asking like can i just have some time alone to do nothing like an uninterrupted shower or like you know staring at i'll i Absolutely. will take 10 minutes to stare at the wall please oh yeah yeah just Absolutely. just or yeah. can you please do the dishes see like, i was asking them to yeah. do something i can't do it no. And and I feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I also don't really want to be asked what needs to be done either. And I think this is a big um this is a big thing too that they talk about in fair play is that um part of the mental task load for moms and or partners is that telling somebody else what to do gets added onto their to do list. Yeah. Because you're having to keep a whole separate list of things to do for that person and yeah. you're the one observing all of these things at the same time yeah yeah and I mean it talks about this in the book too but like that's a frustrating thing for me of I don't want to have to keep up with your to-do list too yeah right and I feel like their timeline on getting to-do list done is a little bit different than our timeline but you know why that is and i think it actually talks about this oh really it's because we don't verbalize when we need it done oh oh i get so like when we're like hey can you take out the trash yeah and it's like they're like an hour later i'll do it and an hour later and and then we come in there stomping and pull it out and we're like i'll do it myself exactly yeah but like i have had to learn that if i need something done in a specific time frame i have to tell william because he'll, he'll get it done, mm-hmm. but it's just in a different time frame and expectation than what I have. And I'm not great at it, but sometimes I'll remember it. Like if, like, for example, yesterday I came home 
and our trash was full super late at night and neither one of us wanted to go out. So I just got another trash bag out and like hung it on a doorknob. Don't judge me. Um, but then the next day, like the house smelled a little funky because of what was in there. And I was mm. like, Hey, can you take this out? And he only took out the really full one. And so I had to be like, Hey, the house smells a little bit funky because of what's in this bag. Do you mind taking this one out with that one? And then he like, it clicked. We were good. But if I had just let myself be like, did you really just only take out one bag? Mm-hmm. In what world does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I would have spiraled. Yeah. I mean, that actually ties into really well with our mom brain episode, which I think we've already mentioned once already, but it really does impact moms when they're trying to keep everything together just to stay afloat. And there's so much on her mind that she really just can't keep up sometimes. And, you know, this is kind of off off top, off topic, but switching gears. But one of the trending things to see on social media right now is a wife um, and a mom talking about how her husband can go off and do whatever they want to do and not have that pressure and that guilt. But the wife faces a mountain of emotions and preparations when she has to leave the house. So I think we just mentioned that a little bit. But even if it's just for a couple hours, do you all know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, because yes. it like it was all over my TikTok feed for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes like... Yes, sometimes I'm like, yes, girl, I I am with you. But I also think that those videos could be really damaging to relationships uh, because, personal opinion, I think that's a conversation to have off camera. And, you know, maybe, maybe that couple did have it off camera, uh, but there's – it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. Like, I think that's a very personal conversation. But they may also be opening a door for a couple who – don't know how to communicate and they can say hey this this video articulates that much better than I can do you mind taking a look at it and so it may open the door for conversations but I know for for my relationship like it would hurt I agree yeah I think it would feel the fire yeah it would definitely feel the fire I like if Will was like hey this is how I feel like referring to me in the in the negative connotation, I would be really hurt by it. And so oh, I don't yeah. want to make him feel that way either. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. that's not kind of a video that I would just send straight to no. my husband, like, no. ever. I think I would, if I wanted to talk about something like that, I'd probably go and find some kind of, like, therapist's article or something that's, like, gives you solutions and, and ways to broach that conversation and not just, like, <laughs> look at this, this funny video. This is how you make me feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, or like a great way to communicate your feelings. Or like when, um, because I know we do it to each other, or like I do it to myself a lot. If I find a funny video of like a a scatterbrained mom, I'm like, this is me. I could never send that and be like, this is you. Yeah. Yeah, no. I would would never. And there are some that are funny because the stereotype's really accurate. And, you know, people have been making stereotypes about the – wife's roles and husband's roles for so long but there's that one um from bluey where like mom's getting everything ready while dad's pooping or (laughs) yes and it's the theme song or shaving (laughs) or something and it's really funny but it's like those are the ones that are you know there's a huge difference between us and approaching a line in relationships like it's like humorous and i don't even know the right word that i'm trying to get out right now it's humorous but serious, and I don't think that's the word that you're looking for. Yes. 
it, but I guess it's also going to depend on the relationship mm-hmm. because like the bluey ones, I can send to Will and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But it's also like, there's, there's a timing aspect to yeah. it too. Yeah. I really think it's just the video itself. Like blue ones I can send too, but some of the ones that are a little bit more the one, I don't even picking, know what song it's like it nitpicking is. almost. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, honestly, like I'm at a point right now in my life where like, I hate seeing the videos that it's like. My husband does this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and yeah. this wrong. Um, and like th- some, when X was really tr- popular and trending, yes. some of them really funny. Um, and like, we kind of talked about some of them in the pet peeves epi- episode, but the ones where they got real serious, real fast of like, I love it when you, I can't even think of an example, but it was like really harsh. Yeah. And you could see like both man and woman, like you could see it in their face of like, Ooh, that one hurt. I mean, some of those I wonder, like, they've got to be monetized because, like, they're making money off of this. They probably scripted it, you know, something like that. Because if I had somebody talk to me the way that somebody talked to them in those videos, we would not be together anymore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But honestly, you never know, truly. Yeah. yeah. But that was a good de- little detour. But now I have another question for us. Kat, this is actually for you specifically. Do you have any stats for us regarding the mental task load that moms face? I mean, I always have stats. It's not a real question. <laughs> True. <laughs> Rapid fire girl, go off. One in 10 women will be more likely to experience symptoms of anxiety and depression when facing a mom's mental task load, which is not hard to believe. Uh, actually, according to the Sleep Foundation, women lose about an hour of sleep every single night until the child is six years old, which leads to sleep deprivation shocking mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't help with the mental task loads uh memory function all that kind of stuff if women do not replenish some of the nutrients that are depleted during pregnancy childbirth and the newborn stage it can lead to memory gaps that can add to stress and last much longer than it should compared to those who are able to eat a balanced diet and replenish b12 zinc etc Um, what else? Let's see. Your body cannot determine the difference between an actual threat and stress of daily life. So your task load that stresses your body out can actually cause it to enter a fight or flight response, which can lead to more instances of headache, chronic migraines, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. GI issues. Oh yeah. GI issues. Mm. Irregular poops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you don't address related issues and make sure that you're using healthy coping mechanisms, you're actually much more likely to abuse substances, alcohol or drugs. Yeah. I mean, all of that makes absolute sense to me. And I know Kat, you and I have read the book Fair Play and Emily, I have a copy of it if you want to read it. Yes, please. I think every, I think every parent, Hmm. We're, we're going to back it. Every couple should read it. Um, because if you're thinking about spending any kind of time with someone, it, you got to know how to communicate. Um, and I started reading it with a, re- like, I got it because I was like, hey, I'm going to figure out how to beat him. And then the more I read it, my mindset was completely changed because I understood that I was doing a lot of the frustrating things to myself and there was a better way to handle the day-to-day things. So definitely highly recommend that. So I'll be grabbing that book on my way out. Please do. Um, so Kat, you mentioned something interesting about sleep, sleep, sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. 
sorry, brain moment. Did you know that women actually require more sleep than men anyway? So losing that one hour is going to impact moms a lot more than it may seem initially. I actually did know that. I love that. I learned that, I think, in uh, high school, and I used to to uh, hold it over my, my dad's head because, you know, he's got three daughters, and I was always wondering why we're sleeping in so much, and it was like, because I'm a girl. <laughs> I actually learned it on TikTok. Really? Yeah. There's and it pops up every now and then, but it's a it's a male physician and he's like, No, women mm. need eight to ten hours of sleep a night, whereas men can get away with like uh like seven or eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with like our testosterone. They have a source in their in their testes and we have to up rely on our adrenal glands and so it's used up much faster, mm. so it takes a lot more to replenish it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some solutions too though. I love that idea. We've talked about how we personally get ourselves over those spirals or ruts or whatever you want to call them. But what are some things that we could all do and we we could do better to prevent them in the first place? Drink your water. And I eat. you were going to stop at drink. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can. You can. I mean, Just make sure you're drinking at least 40 ounces of water. Water, please. <laughs> And eat regularly, ladies. I know that I need to for sure. But those two things alone can impact the rest of your day. If you're making sure your body has fuel to operate, then your brain will be able to operate much, much better. Yeah, it's super easy to say we'll just eat once the baby lays down or I finish XYZ. But try not to skip out. Set an alarm if you have to. And that's one of the things that I actually do. I wear my Apple Watch and it dings and I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Also, um, just try taking a break. I know it's it's hard with kids, but sometimes I literally just hide in the pantry with some fruit snacks for like five minutes while they're banging on the door. And then I come out and everybody's fine. That's yeah. fine. I just need five minutes without somebody touching me. Because uh, if you don't let your brain pause and you keep cramming stuff into it, I guarantee you're going to struggle to remember all the things that you actually need to. I think we can all say that we speak from experience in that arena. And I can't express how important it is for my own life, but reiterating what both of these ladies have said, step away. And that's from everything. Don't replace mom things with work things or work things with mom things. Step away. Take a break from everything. Which brings me to my favorite (laughs) advice. Treat yourself. I'm a big advocate for pampering. I am a shopper through and through. Uh, And pampering yourself as a mama is a big deal. And it doesn't have to be big. Go get you a coffee. Read a book that's been sitting on your shelf for months. Go get you uh, a new book. Listen, don't sleep on the $7 books at Walmart. Some of those thrillers. Ooh. Seriously. One of my favorite books I got at the checkout line at HEB. It's great. It's called The Good Daughter. Highly recommend. Um, But just do something for yourself that can also like if you want to do something bigger that's awesome do dinner with your girls start a project together um or just go get a pedicure all by yourself just make sure you are giving yourself some extra love too and remember happy women make happy moms and along those lines just lift each other up if you see your friend struggling if you notice the mom about to lose it at the store or if you haven't heard from your mom friends in a minute send the message 
offer a helping hand, or whatever you think is appropriate in that situation. There's a lot that a single text can do. There's a lot that grabbing something for that mom whose child is throwing uh, the mother of all tantrums at will do. There's a lot that you can do to help your friend. Yeah. I mean, we're in this together. We've said that before, and we want to make sure that we're lifting each other up consistently. I would like to point out, though, that I feel a little bit lighter, actually, having talked about all this. Yeah, I honestly do, too. And I think this is one topic that can be pretty touchy, but I think that's why it needs to be talked about. We can all agree, I believe, that one of the biggest tips we can give would be to make sure you're talking to your spouse about where you need help, what you need help with, and set clear expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you both. I really liked this episode. Me too, but sadly, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you again to each of you for joining us on this episode and all our episodes. Thanks to our listeners in general. We look forward to our next topic being something a little lighter and more fun. So be sure to check us out. Turn your notifications on so you know when a new episode drops. Yes, and be sure to interact with us as well. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email us at washpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, ladies, it all comes out in the wash. Toodles. Bye, y'all. See ya.